This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got it. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 52 of Two Sleeps in a Gully. I'm joined by Glenn. Hello. And by Skip. Gary, how are you, mate? Oh yeah, mate. I'm alright yourself. Pretty good. Um, it's as a good you- time to be Skip. It's a good time uh, of year. No, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> well, I should say that Glenn is also Skip as well. They're yeah, captains I've, of their two respective teams. I've made it. I've gone around again by <laughs> default, I think. <laughs> Ran <Right>. unopposed. <laughs> um, but yeah. Needless to say, we're all trying to get our 11s together. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a 12, actually. You got, you have, actually, we've got 12, too. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. We didn't think we were going to be in that boat, but, we yeah, we've managed and to get 12. Ended up with 12. And everyone keeps asking the same question. Oh, where am I going to bat? I'm like, where are you told? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You've got to set the got to set the tone early. At <laughs> least you haven't got people asking, oh, you reckon I have a bowl just before drinks? <laughs> I, I have already had someone ask me, can they bowl? <laughs> Are they in your plans to bowl? No. <laughs> no, and definitely not now. No. <laughs> um, so, yes, this is our 52nd episode of Two Sleeps in a Gully, and if you've been following over the last couple of weeks, we have announced that this episode is a very special one because this is our tribute to Dean Jones, who tragically passed away not too long ago, and the 52 is in representation of the 52 test matches that Dean Jones um, played for Australia. So um, all coming up in this episode, we're going to just uh, highlight some of the, the great things that uh, Dean Jones has done for Australian cricket and, and world cricket. In fact, after his retirement um, for Australia, he went on to do a wondrous things as a coach and wondrous things as a commentator. So he's, um, his impact as a cricketer isn't just uh, felt here on Australian shores. It's felt all across the globe, especially places like uh, Pakistan, with his contributions to the uh, the Pakistan um, Super League, the uh, uh, T20 tournament over there. He's been a, a long-time commentator in the IPL. Um, so there's fans all across the globe that are terribly saddened by his his sudden passing not long ago. So we will cover across all some of those uh, fantastic things and fantastic contributions that Dean Jones has made to the world of cricket in his time here. So all of those stories are going to be coming up just after this. Yes, so, as we said, this episode, we're going to be talking all things Dean Jones, who was such a phenomenal cricketer in his day for Australia. He was uh, so entertaining to watch. Um, He retired from the game a little bit before, well, I was two years old, so it was well before I really started watching cricket with any sort of um, analysis to it. But all I remember growing up... Um, you know, as a, as a young child, when as, as I started watching cricket and watching my players like Bevan and Ponting and those guys going through, was my dad telling me that I you, I should have seen a guy named Dean Jones go and do it. 
And so as I've gotten older and YouTube's become a thing and shout out to Rob Moody if he ever listens to the podcast and the just the saint-like things that you do, putting all those old videos up on YouTube. Yeah, for, I've seen some great For, for everyone to watch. Like, Went and watched lots and lots of Dean Jones and yeah. the guy was truly special to watch. Mm. He was. He was something very, very different. Uh, something not or nobody would ever seen before. Yeah, he very much pioneered that sort of fleet-footed, aggressive, um, yeah. one-day style player. Like, put put the bowling off. Like, you know, like, take the game to the bowler. I think that was what he used to do. Um, he did it in a different way. Like, Viv Richards is another guy from that sort of era that sort of really put pressure on yeah. the bowlers. But Viv Richards just did it out of almost audacity. Like, you bowled mm. to him, and it didn't matter what you bowled, he just clean hit you for... For yeah. seven over, wherever he decided to hit it. Whereas I think Dean Jones just he was he was nimble. He moved around the crease. You could never tie him down. You know yeah. when you thought you bowled him a good ball, he just you know he just stride down cavalier like and flick you over mid wicket for a boundary, or he'd step right back and flay you through the offside. Like he was yeah. he was a different type of dominating batsman and really mm. set the the scene for guys like. Well, you know, the modern day player obviously would be like guys like Steve Smith or AB de Villiers, those guys that really use the crease and get around and yeah, and he was effective at it. Like, <laughs> like we wouldn't remember him if he just had a had an idea to start charging down the pitch and just kept getting bowled. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if we've all we all know that one guy who does stuff weird that doesn't make any sense, and nobody really remembers it. When it doesn't work, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah. or they remember it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, but he's like, I remember him hitting like. There's a a clip I think you sent me where he hits a six, one handed, and it and that was when they used to play to the boundary, play to the boundary, and they had these little toothpicks that they call bats. You know? uh, I remember that I sent you another video not long after that one. It was because uh, obviously after he died, social media lit up and all these people were yeah. sharing these great um, Dean Jones moments. And that was part of his 145 against England in an ODI. And he hit yeah. one of the cleanest straight drives for six yeah. I've ever seen from anybody. Like, even like well, I think Hayden it was, at I think his it was best. off a fast bowler. It was. It? Yeah. it was. It was phenomenal. Was like Caddick? I don't know. One of those guys. One of those English bowlers from the early 90s. Oh, I think it was was still late 80s at that point. Oh, right. I think. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe might have been. Bicknell. Was that his name, maybe? I have to yeah. go and watch the clip again. But yeah, just <laughs> yeah. some of the finest hitting you'll ever see. And it wasn't just... Like, we talk about him being cavalier and, you know, it wasn't just luck, though. This guy is a guy that finished his 52-test career with an average of uh, 46, which is higher than guys like Slater, Justin Langer, um, Mark Waugh, who's very highly regarded in the Australian setup. This guy had arguably a better career than them. And then when you go to his his party piece which is the one day international game he's got a uh, a one day international average of 44 but yeah. like you said keeping in mind this is an era where we're playing with toothpick well not quite toothpick but fit for compared to today's bats toothpick bats we're playing the boundary and where scores around about that 200 250 mark are considered yeah. really competitive winning scores yeah and, and his strike rate was would have been up there as well I'm um, not even looking at it. Don't need to know. Got a question for you guys. 
At the time of Dean Jones' retirement from the one-day international game, can you list the players that had more one-day international runs at a better average than Dean Jones? I can because I saw you post this stat on. Well, there we go. See if, let's see if Gary can get it, though. <laughs> at the time... When he retired, so in, what, 90, 93, 94? At the time he retired, what players had scored more runs than Dean Jones at a better average? Two. Who are they? Lara. No. Lara hasn't retired yet. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, Lara would barely have started playing in 92. Oh, yeah. He still would have been young. I was thinking Tendulka, but yeah, yeah. too young. I'll help you out. There is one. The list is players that have scored more one-day international runs at a better average than Dean Jones at the time of Dean Jones' retirement. The list is Sir Vivian Richards. Oh, he's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> so the player who, in my opinion, and I think it's shared amongst the three of us, I could be wrong, but in my opinion, is the best one-day international batsman of all time. Dean Jones, when he retired, was second only to this man in terms of <laughs> runs and average. First of the losers, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, and then when you look at that, he's, he's got a better average than guys like um, Callis, better average than Tendulkar, Ponting, like, this guy was truly special. But I not Bevan. No, well, not Bevan. Bevan was special. <laughs> um, there was another one here when we're talking specifically about his one day. I don't know how many of you are familiar with how the one day international, or sorry, the um, uh, the ICC rankings are and all that sort of system. So, obviously, you, you get scored on your peak performances. So, at their very yeah. peak, the all-time best ODI rating for batsmen on 935. Viv Richards on 931, Zahir Abbas on 921, Greg Chappell 919, David Gower on 918, Dean Jones and on 911, Virat Kohli. Right, so we we know how great Virat Kohli is at one day cricket. He is the guy. So do they do these rankings like retroactively? Yeah, so it it just takes their scores and then applies all that to what their 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 peak ranking is. Okay. And so yeah. when you look at Virat Kohli, you know, is an incredibly special one-day international player and could quite possibly and more likely probably overtake Viv Richards when it's all said and done as the best one-day international player at all, of all time. His peak ranking, considering all of the... Like, he averages nearly 60 yeah. in one-day international cricket at the moment. And there's no... These rankings don't change yeah. for the fact that we now have scores nearly 400. Yeah. So they don't sort of give Dean Jones a prop up because, well, 250 was worth more in his day than, you know, mm. 290 is so now. So it's, it's designed as, as like an all-time yeah, kind of Yeah, it's pretty even, it's even across all things. So Virat yeah. Kohli at his very best, the best of Virat Kohli that we have seen, which has been in the one-day format, yeah. incredibly special – isn't as good as Dean Jones was it in in that do, those days. Like right, and we've just lost all. I, that I've only just got I've only got one more question. Who is the hero Bass? <laughs> really? <laughs> Sorry. Um, a, who um, did he play for? Was pa- he a Pakistan? a Pakistan opening batsman? I'm pretty sure. All right. Okay. Um, I can't remember him. I'm. I can remember uh, like Syed Anwar. I can remember. I remember a few of them, but I don't. I don't really remember. Maybe maybe it was before I started watching cricket. Yeah. He's been around for a while. So <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'll look him up later. What I can take away from that, though, is Virat Kohli is not as good as David Gower. So. <laughs> Actually, that, when I read this list for the first time, I've just gone, 
Well, damn. <laughs> David yeah. Gower. Who would have thought? David yeah. Gower probably would have. <laughs> <laughs> He's a stylish, stylish batsman. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so, like, that's the, that's the all-time ranking for ODI batsmen, and that's... And I think when you consider, I mean, for today's audience, looking at some of the exploits of Iraq Coley averaging around 60 with a bat and scoring second innings hundreds to chase down totals for fun almost, and you consider that a guy that's been that special still hasn't reached the what the same ranking level that the ICC put on Dean Jones, really goes to show just how special Dean Jones was as a one-day international player. Yeah. Um Moving on to some of his more specific exploits from Dean Jones, I think the, uh, the obvious one that really stands out in most cricket fans' minds would be that iconic double hundred in the tie test at Madras. Right. Um, uh, there's not well, we're going to talk about it because that's what we're doing. But there's not yeah. much that more that needs to be said that hasn't already been said. Um, st- absolutely stifling hot conditions. Didn't Alan Baldy yell at him or something? Yeah, so he was struggling. I thought that was the least of his worries. <laughs> he, he, he was suffering from dehydration. Um, it was hot, humid. He was frequently vomiting. Um, and at, at various points, he he was talking because he's batting with Alan Border, who was the captain. Do you think I should go off? Um, I'm feeling, I'm obviously really sick. And then I think Alan Border said something along the lines of, um, if he couldn't handle it, that's all right, go off. We'll get a Queenslander out here. And <laughs> it was Greg Ritchie, wasn't it? Yeah, Greg Ritchie was the next guy into bat. <laughs> Um, and Dean Jones went to, to hell with that and hung around to finally get to 210. Um, and he was in such a state that Bob Simpson, the coach, had everyone in the dressing room was, your job is to get his whites off. Your job is to get his pads off. Your job is to go and get water. Your, you guys are to carry him to the bath. Like every, It was like a <laughs> team mission. When he comes off at, like, right. at lunch and at tea, everyone was like, Nurses at like a, a mash ward ready to go. It was like, you all have your jobs to do. We need a bloody. Was there someone in drag? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> a clinger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, it was just, and it's just, and I, you know, it was truly epic. Um, grit and toughness to get that done. Like he was on an intravenous drip afterwards. That's yeah. how badly dehydrated he was. Mm. And he toughed it out and scored. I believe yeah. it's the highest score by an Australian in India. Possibly. I know Hayden had a, a good series over there for a while. 210, the highest score by an Australian cricketer in India. So that okay. was that was in two uh, in 1986, and we haven't beaten that yet. And also, so. also Bob Simpson described it as the, the greatest innings he'd seen by an Australian at the time. Which is, you know, Bob Simpson's seen a lot of cricket, so. It yeah. have to be one of the grittiest, though. I mean, that's coming from a guy who, who went past 300 yeah. in his career. <laughs> Um, so that's certainly iconic Uh, moving forward in his career the next thing that really happened was was the 1987 World Cup Um, Jeff Marsh David Boone Dean Jones were really pivotal in that series to (laughs) sorry going down that list of of one day Australian Jeff Marsh David Boone Dean Jones you could not think of of three more different cricketers I think (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like Jeff Marsh, this really tough, uh, gritty kind of player. Boone, I suppose, yeah, it's more similar than Dean Jones. <laughs> like, just a, you know, they, they they feel like they should belong to different eras. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Did but, make me laugh. But the 87 World <laughs> Cup was, well, even those players would consider it an aberration. Not many people rated Australia as a massive chance in that World Cup at that point. And um, yeah. Dean Jones had... 314 runs at 44 with three half centuries during that World Cup, which, you know, at the time, 
you know, in yeah. today's standards might be, well, that's not a great series. But like we said in those days. One day hundreds were rare. Like even in the 90s, they were rare. Yeah. So late 80s, um, you know, you score you score a good 75 odd, you've put your team in a winning position. Um, the other beginnings I want to point out before we go too much further, the one that we uh, we don't talk about too much was his... Um, I think we don't talk about it too much because it was in a losing series. We already lost the series three 0 before against the West Indies before moving on to Melbourne and Sydney. I believe he scored back to back hundreds in uh, in Melbourne, or at least a hundred in Melbourne, and then moved on to Sydney and scored two hundred and uh, two hundred sixteen, his highest uh, Test score. Um, yeah. And one thing out of that, so I'll just let me read out the bowling attack for the West Indies in that game. Yeah. Let me just see if you if you rate any of the bowlers in this team. So yeah, the, the, bowling, the bowling attack that Dean, uh, Dean Jones faced in his highest score, his test high score, was right. Malcolm Marshall. Rubbish. Patrick Patterson. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> Curtly Ambrose. <laughs> oh, Courtney no. Walsh. Yeah, you can't even you can't even bag Curtly Ambrose uh, and, and keep a straight face. He's, he's He'll find us if we bag him. <laughs> yeah, he's exactly. such a nice guy. <laughs> so two hundred and sixteen yeah. against that side. Yeah, and that is the highest score any batsman has ever made against that bowling quartet. And the closest was one hundred and fifty four by Graham Gooch. Graham How do you do that? Do you pay him off? You might have to. <laughs> I could do it if I. The, I like, don't think I could do it now. They're taking your money and they're still bowling full tilt at you. Yeah, like, I reckon so. <laughs> You could have, like, in backyard cricket, like, I'll have 10 wickets, thanks, and you still wouldn't get to 216 against those guys. Now, I'll, well, there's only three of them now, so we... I still reckon, no, they're getting it. I'd just be in awe. I'd come out with blue hair. Courtney Walsh would be out of bowl. That's one day on. You're going to come out with blue, a blue, blue beard, a maybe? Blue, a blue head. I'll just paint my head blue. <laughs> it's not funny, Aaron. <laughs> blue beard? No, but he had a an interesting moment with Kurtley Ambrose. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> he did indeed. Um, That's yeah. getting more into his one day game. But yes, um, well, yeah. What about his, what was the interesting moment? Well, the interesting moment was everyone. Everyone should know this story. Yeah, I think even non-cricket people know this story. It's great, Dean Jones. Banner. <laughs> Australia were getting thumped, and Dean Jones realised that um, Kurtley Ambrose's wristbands were affecting everyone to see the ball. So he told him to take them off. No. Who's trying to put him off? <laughs> well, that's what he says. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and Ambrose took. I can't remember off five for not many in that game. Five if, and then backed it up in the next two tests, taking was it six for one or something at the Perth. I think it took a ten wicket match in the next one, and then the following game after that was that what seven for one spell that he had. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. Thanks, Dean. Dean. That was terrible. Yeah. Dean, there's been many interviews with Dean Jones that said, all right, everyone's allowed a one mistake, all right? I had sound reasoning behind it. I thought, well, this guy's running in with white wristbands and a white ball, and I wanted to try and put him off. And it didn't work. The funny thing is in that game... Um, Dean Jones didn't actually get out. No, exactly. in he that didn't game. get him. He, he got everybody else. He got, like, Taylor. He got 
you know, he bowled this amazing, like he amazing slower ball to get um, Ian, Ian Healy. Ian Healy, yeah, yeah. and then laughed. Yeah, uh, even Ian. Yeah, because Ian it was the, it was in his own <laughs> half of the wicket, and Healy's like played so early because like this is going to take my face off. It's a short ball, <laughs> and then missed it by three feet as it crashed into the stumps. And then Curly Ambrose is just laughing his head off, going, "Still got you with a bouncer." <laughs> it was yeah. a little bit funny. They were both laughing. It was a good moment, I reckon. Yeah, yeah currently I think is still a little bitter about that when he talks about it. Yeah, well. <sighs> Can't be too bitter. He won the game and he destroyed game. us for the next two matches. But He was very scary. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't imagine what Dean Jones did that day. Like, why? Well, Dean, uh, reading into it, Dean Jones was um, like he was sort of getting towards the out. This was towards the end of his one-day career and he was feeling a bit of the pressure and he was on a bit of a lean trot and just yeah. thought, you know, yeah, this guy is carving us up. It's Curtly Ambrose, one of the best bowlers of all time. If I just get him off his rocker a little bit, maybe, you know, might be a little wayward. If he gets a bit cranky that we've stirred him up and loses his shape a bit, just there puts some, him off his game. There are some players you really just don't talk to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they found out that Curtly's one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is unfortunate. But <laughs> he didn't get out, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think he got dropped at the end of that series too, didn't he? Um, yeah. I don't know if it was the end of that series, but it wasn't long after it. It was – he ended up he ended up retiring immediately at the end of the 93-94 season, um, and it was a series against South Africa. Um, he got drip, dropped for the last the last uh, one-day international and retired immediately. Yeah, because th- he was got a bit cranky that he was the player they picked in front of him, which I believe may have been a young Damien Martin. Yeah. Um, and – and Jones, quite rightly, was like, you can't be possibly telling me that this guy is better than me at one-day international cricket and just said stuff is. And yeah, I think he retired a couple of times I think came back. I don't, I don't think he retired. It looks like he was, from reading some of the uh, the information, the stories behind, it looks like he was dropped and then made his way back into the side and then was dropped again and then finally yeah. just said, enough, I'm not. I playing. remember seeing a lot of his innings in my um, well-documented now Viewings of the Mercantile Mutual Cup. Oh, I love the Mercantile <laughs> Mutual Cup. Well, funny you should say that. That's um, up until very recently. The um, uh, one day, the best one day international, one day domestic player for Victoria receives the Dean Jones Trophy. Yeah, didn't something happen with that though? Yes, um, earlier this, I believe it was earlier this year actually. Um, Dean Jones had put his name down for both the Renegades and um, Stars. Uh, T20 coaching positions and as we know or as anyone who has any familiarity with Dean Jones knows he is proudly Victorian like Bill Laurie level proudly Victorian Um, super proud about being a life member of the um, the MCG the the MCG and the Victorian Bush Rangers and all of that and you know and this actually segues we'll try and combine two stories in one it segues quite nicely into his coaching career after he left cricket he became a um uh, uh, a coach. He went over to um, the the Pakistan T Twenty League and um, coached the uh, who was it Islamabad, I believe it was the Islamabad um, side, and actually led them to two of the um, the PSL Pakistan Super League titles. Yeah, the Islamabad United. He was the coach of them in two thousand, and he won the titles in two thousand sixteen, two thousand eighteen. So quite, an, you know, that's recently recent. recent. So he's got, yeah. you know. 
He's got he's got the twenty twenty. Got some got some references there. He's got some. Uh, the Renegades yeah. probably could have used his help. Um, did, he, we, did we talk about him in that episode? We did. Sorry to interrupt. No, it's all right. Um, you know when we were doing like talk, like players who were uh, before twenty twenty time who would have been good in twenty twenty. I believe we had him in there. Yeah, yeah. I hope we did. I don't. I, don't, I hope we I, didn't forget. I believe he was definitely mentioned. I don't know necessarily whether or not he made. He didn't end up making our side, but I do remember making an argument for Dean Jones. I think we yeah, ended up... sure. That side was Flower, War, Richards, Lara, Sobers, Klusner, Khan, both of them, Akram, Ambrose, and Mushtuck. And uh, I think we ended okay. up going Lara yeah. over Dean Jones batting. Four. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Sorry. So, yeah. So I, I, I'm the king of the tangent, <laughs> as always. <laughs> Go ahead. So, yeah. So, he's got um, he's got a bit of credentials now coming out about being a, a, a T20 coach. Um He's obviously got a, a fantastic connection to, to Victoria, and you would think he would be well in line for one of these these coaching spots. Well, you, you, and they ended up giving them to Michael Klinger and David Hussey. Wasn't Michael Klinger... Oh, yeah. Neither of them have had coaching positions of any nature for a T20 yeah. franchise. And um, so I think this is probably one of the things that led to Dean Jones getting dropped prematurely from the test side is he... He's rather outspoken, and he just sort of said that this is, um, you know, just jobs for the boys. Essentially, they've both been yeah. they've both been long time representatives. I know that Michael Klinger has spent a lot of time over in Western Australia, but he's um, from Victoria, and so is David Hussey, and gave them head coaching jobs of these, despite the fact that they haven't really had any head coaching experience. Yeah. He had Dean Jones that has had head coaching experience, has won, yeah, quite a, and like the 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 PSL is not a like it's good quality cricket being played there. It's not a, mm. a joke. One day, a T Twenty comp, and couldn't get in. And you think, well, if Dean Jones is pretty well loved in Victoria. He's got the credentials. Didn't yeah. get there, and so he um, got a bit upset and said that he wants to rescind his uh, life membership to Cricket Victoria and have his name removed from their yeah. their trophy. So he he got a bit bit heated, Dino. Yep. I, I the thug life didn't – he didn't choose the thug yeah, life. The thug life chose him. <laughs> um, I, I feel like he was very outspoken during his career, which may have got him into a little bit of trouble. Well, he's obviously outspoken. You know I mean, you don't be an introvert and then go and pick yeah, a fight with yeah. Curtly Ambrose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. Which, which may have seen him get dropped prematurely for certain things. Yeah. I think he he's probably one of the, uh, one of the major uh, – Arguments too when you get that sort of interstate rivalry where uh, Victorian people tend to just talk about New South Welshmen getting always picked first. Yeah, they get a baggy probably, green with yeah. their baggy blue. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Which is, you know, probably him and Brad Hodge are the best arguments that they have. I think, well, that. Dino. Darren Lehman too. Well, he, he's a South extent. Australian. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, but okay, yeah, yeah. yeah to yeah. a certain extent. Same, same thing, yeah. Um, yeah, well, you get that on the big job, I suppose, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Hodge was dropped for, for Ponting when he came back, and, I mean, yeah. we're definitely going to pick Ricky Ponting, so. Yeah. No, I, I should have got more games look, it, for sure. It, it does have, like, uh, it does have a little bit of, um, a little bit behind it, I think, but... 
when you look at when you look at the very the the very successful New South Wales cricketers that have played for Australia, there's a very very long list of them. So it's hard to you know it's hard to go against that evidence that you know good yeah. cricketers come from New South Wales. <laughs> anyway, you're not gonna you're not gonna get a, a balanced argument out of the three of us. I'm pretty sure we're all from New South Wales. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, unfortunately, his career came to a, a premature end. But that being said, um, in I believe it was 95, 96, I might have to check my dates on that one, but one of the big knocks against a lot of Australian bat well, not big knocks, I suppose, but it's always one of the sort of talking points, especially when we talk about how good Ricky Ponting was. I know that comes up quite a lot when comparing him to players like Lara and, and, and Tendulkar and Callis is oh, how well would Ricky Ponting go against his own bowling attack. And I know that's something that's been brought across um, several Australian batsmen. And Dean Jones actually has evidence that he would go well against the Australian bowling tack because he actually has a one-day international 100 against, against Australia. Australia. <laughs> yeah. How? He does. He was Australia picked for right? a um, World 11 World side. side. Yes. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And yeah. uh, he ended up with 106, maybe, somewhere around that, in a side that was rolled for 210. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rubbish I think it was a hundred not out as well. I think he was unbeaten. Unbeaten, but yeah, he not played. Sure. A, he would look scratchy. Watching highlights of that again. Thank you, Messer Moody, for showing that. Um, but uh, looked scratchy at the beginning, and then yeah, hit a groove and just was mm. imperious on his way to a hundred. Yeah, and again, still in that mid nineties where one day hundreds were a big deal. Well, we're pretty rare to score a hundred. You usually had to be an opener or a number three. And also the kind of innings where you score 100 and the team's obviously falling behind you because, you, you know, he made half the runs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's an Australian team with... And what it means is that it's a it's a, a wicket that wasn't, you know, oh, it's a road, you just scored a bunch of runs. Well, no, the Australians were knocking them all over at the other end and Dino wasn't going anywhere. I think that attack would have had McGrath or it would have had, I think, Rifle... McDermott? Uh, McDerm- I don't know about it. might have been a bit too early for McGrath. It might have been McDermott and Rifle in there. But yeah. It was certainly a good attack. It was a very good one, um, World Eleven side that was all knocked over for not many. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's unfortunate. It is good. It's uh, if you if you get the chance, I mean watch that innings or you know Watch <laughs> any, any of them. them. Any of them. He's <laughs> such a delight to watch. Like I don't yeah. I don't think I've seen a cricketer. Or heard of a cricket fan, or anyone like anyone that's watched Dean Jones play. I don't I haven't heard anyone go. Oh, I was never a fan of Dean Jones. <laughs> yeah, I can I can say that about certain players, and Dean Jones isn't one of them. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> like you've already spoke to us off air that you're not the biggest fan of Alan Border, and then like lots of people don't particularly like certain players. Like I'm not a fan of Usman Khawaja, for example. Even when he was playing well, like none of us are a fan of the Marshes. Um, you know, we, we all want them to do well, but in our heart of hearts, like we, we're just right. not big fans of them. We want them to do well when we're four for nothing <laughs> in a series we really want to win. And, like, it's, and at the crease, it's Sean Marsh and Mitch Marsh. I always want the Marshes <laughs> to do well. I just hate it when they do well, and then you just know that, like, yeah. they do well when everyone else does well. See, and you just know that we're going to come to a wicket where there's just going to be just a hint of movement, and it's just going to be. That's it. Your house of cards again. So, old so, old Mitchell Hardhands. But um, but no one. I've never heard anyone go. Oh, I didn't really like Dean Jones. Wasn't a fan of Dean Jones. 
couldn't stand Dean. Like, no one said that. Everyone loved Dean Jones. Like, he was just such a... He was so good to watch. It's like A.B. De Villiers when, like, I think he's the modern-day equivalent um, for us. He plays for another nation. We've got every reason in the world to not like him because he's really good. Yeah. And he does it against Australia quite a lot. But you just watch him bat and you're just like, how can you not like watching De Villiers mm. bat? That's true. There was, a, yeah. there was an innings, it was just after Johnson destroyed the Poms in 13-14. We went over to South Africa, and the first test, Johnson was doing it again. He was quick, yeah. he was fiery, he was following bounces. I think he smashed Amlar in the face with a bouncer. It caught him straight on the the, the face yeah. guard. He was dangerous. And then De Villiers came out to bat, and um, first ball was not quite high enough to be a bouncer, but there was plenty of effort in there, and he just steps back onto the back foot, rocks back, and punches it through the covers for two. Yeah. I was like, holy damn! This yeah. guy has just had, like, months worth of giving batsmen, like, mm. psychiatrical problems, and De Villiers just hits this one flush out. And I think he ended up holding out on 96 when they were nine down because yeah. he was just – there was no one left. Yeah, I agree. Like, even, even when he came up with that freak flick – that ran somebody out, someone really – was it Hussey in one of the World Cups? He mm. came up with this freak flick direct hit. It was just like, yeah, I think <sighs> that's just A.B. He's just a freak. And I think you know? Dean Jones was that same <laughs> ilk of player. Like, I don't – like even opposition, like fans from the opposition, they always like, I yeah. love watching Dean Jones bat. Um, you know, even English supporters who just can't give Australians credit for anything, most of them love watching Dean Jones bat. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. The, the 145 that he scored against England, and, you know, in the commentary scene, they always try to get in one or two of the, you know, representatives from the nation that we're playing to add a bit of um, colour to the, the commentary team. So you've got the Channel 9 commentary team, and they'll have, you know, be it Michael Holding, we've got the West Indies, or they'll bring in, you know, Botham or Atherton or someone like that. If it's from playing in England, we get those guys. And they're in there just talking about how great Dean Jones is as he's carving the palms up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, he was he was definitely one of those guys. He actually ended his first class career with nineteen thousand one hundred eighty eight runs, uh, fifty five centuries, eighty eight half centuries, with a high score of three hundred and twenty four not outs. That's a that's a good day in the field, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> he averaged fifty one in domestic yeah. cricket. Yeah. 50, if, yeah, an average over 50, 51 in, in first-class cricket is fantastic. It is fantastic, and I'd like to see somebody now average do, 50 because they that. just don't. No. There's actually, with they that, um, uh, James Brayshaw was talking about, I'm pretty sure it was that triple century um, because he was playing for South Australia and they played against Victoria and, you know, Dean Jones managed to get a couple of games in for Victoria and he said that in um, he played three games over three seasons at the MCG against Victoria. In the first year, he played Dean Jones got hundreds in both innings. Yeah. In the second game, he played Dean Jones. Dean Jones got a double hundred. And in the third game against Victoria, Dean Jones got that three hundred twenty four. So it's Brayshaw's fault. And he's just like he was just sitting yeah. there going, "I'm sick of watching this guy bat." <laughs> Well, he was there. You go. He he's the one guy who didn't like watching him bat. <laughs> yeah, I, I think everyone's got that one player though. It, either be it live or have you ever seen a player standing in front of you, and you just go, "Wow, that was that was pretty good." Yeah. <laughs> um, you just sit there, and go, "Hmm, it's going to be a long day in the field." 
Yeah, well, uh, well, mine actually wasn't. It was really lucky. We we got him out. He was actually played for your club. Yeah, it oh, was Trent Smith. No, oh. no, actually, um, he uh, he moved away. He got married. He married a police officer. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Chuckles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He just he played a like a forward defence the first ball, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to be here forever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just some uh, some other notable things uh, about Dean Jones outside of cricket. Obviously, we've talked he's had um, a fantastic uh, coaching career. We've talked so much about his exploits as a player, just phenomenal on his feet, um, that just dashing cavalier, fun to watch, one-day international batsman. Um, he also was highly regarded as uh, a commentator. He had a segment called um, Professor Dino um, in his commentary career. Yeah, that was in, in India. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he did a lot of his stuff over in India. Um, I, so that's that's what he was there for. Yeah. He also toured Afghanistan to work as a commentator to help commentate those things. So he was a guy that loved giving back to cricket communities. He wasn't just um, yeah, a, and doing it in places that the 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 rest of the world might feel a bit apprehensive. Did a lot of work in Pakistan um, after the the unfortunate shooting incident um, between Sri Lanka and Pakistan and where international cricket dare not tread for so long. Um, Dean Jones was happy to go and do that. Um, yeah, he's just been... He, he's loved cricket so much and he's wanted to try very hard to give back to the point that he actually got given an Order of Australia medal in 2006 for services to cricket as a player, coach and commentator and to the community through fundraising activities for organisations assisting people with cancer. So not only was it through cricket, but he also um, was highly involved in charity work as well. Um, A a fantastic human being. Um, Some other just footnotes to add. In in 2007, Dean Jones was named in Australia's greatest ODI team. And in uh, 2019, he was inducted in the Australian Cricket Hall of Fame. So, um, yeah, an incredibly well-travelled, an incredibly storied career, and one that, for all intensive purposes, was probably cut way too short. Yeah, very much so. Um, hmm. uh, and as you, we, we've touched on a little bit, that he's just uh, a, a fantastic human being that... Uh, got out in the community, either his local community or the cricket community at large, to to make an impact. He hasn't just sort of shied away and faded into obscurity after his after his playing career. And from the sounds of things, it was a playing career that ended on a on a sour note. But he didn't let that stop him from giving back to the game that gave him gave him so much, and he loved so much. Yeah. So I think I don't know. Moving forward, I'd like to thank Dean Jones. Wherever he is, for everything, we can go from there. Absolutely, um, given so much to such a to the, the, the modern generation of, of young cricketers everywhere. And um, if anyone anyone here is listening that hasn't uh, had the privilege of watching some of Dean Jones' innings, I implore you go to YouTube, just set yourself up, order a pizza. <laughs> We got a sit, sponsorship on that. Sit down, <laughs> what? Just find, just put a playlist together of just yeah. Gene, Dean Jones highlights. You will not be disappointed. In fact, you pro- if anyone here, I'd say anyone here under the age of twenty that has just grown up watching the cricket we've got today, 
really go and watch this. It'll really open your eyes to just how good some of these stars of yesteryear were. And considering that his numbers, in, in especially one day international cricket, how the just the the weight of runs has inflated so much. Yeah. Um. And his numbers still stack up after all of that. After when you consider, you know, the average score when he was playing was probably two forty. Oh, if that. If that. And now the average score would probably be somewhere around about 300 for an ODI game, yeah, 280 to 300. Yeah, that's You're probably looking at maybe 200 to 230 is probably the average score during most of Dean Jones's career. Yeah. And that's a 70-run increase in, what, 25 years. Shorter boundaries, bigger bats. Shorter boundaries, bigger bats. And Dean Jones's average, when you consider teams are scoring 70 extra runs... His yeah. average of 44 still stacks up with the very best that are going around today. Just sort of shows you how good a player he really was. Um, so, yes, uh, for all of our fans listening, I, if you've got any uh, thing you'd like to to add we'll have yeah. when we post this up, please feel free to share some things on social media. Yeah. We hope that Put our... Put Flood our Facebook page with Dino stuff. With Dino stuff. To honour his memory. We hope that uh, this episode has been enough to uh, to honour Dino's memory. Um, I can tell that uh, I was very much inspired by Dean Jones, especially stories from my grandfather and my father going up into finding footage of that myself to watching that sort of I fashioned myself into being a Dean Jones fan because I had to go and, and research that. It wasn't just sort of on this TV in front of me. I heard the legends and then went and gone found them out for myself um so i was a, a very big fan of dean jones and it's um quite upsetting to lose him so young so from all of us at two slips here two slips in a gully here um rest in peace dino rest in peace <laughs> Sam. over sports social podcast network